Chapter Two of Grandpa's Darlings by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two: Going to Church. One day we took her to church. Her very first appearance there, I dressed her myself, and it seemed to me I should never, never get all the funny little skirts and dress and things on right side out and buttoned and pinned and tied to my satisfaction then the crowning act of triumph was to get the dainty white hat tied under her chin throughout the process she capered and danced and crowed and chattered to go to church was something for which her little soul had longed ever since she had balanced herself on her toes in the big chair and watched the people pass on their way thither at last we were started not without many anxious injunctions from mamma who was to follow us a few minutes later her parting sentence given between the last two or three kisses was now minnie will remember not to speak a word when the minister stands up in the pulpit he will talk you know and minnie will not speak a word will she and minnie's answer was slow and impressive no indeed not at all when the minister speaks minnie will keep just as still fairly seated in the great church with the solemn-toned organ pealing through the building surprise and awe kept the little midget very quiet pretty little pink flushes came and went on her fair face and her lips were parted in the eagerness of listening and looking for the people were coming in one constant procession past our seat ever and anon minnie caught glimpses of a familiar face but the awe was upon her still and beyond lifting up a small forefinger and solemnly pointing it at them she made no demonstration presently came the home faces grandma and grandpa and papa and mamma and aunties one two three now grandma had chosen this unfortunate sunday in which to appear in a new bonnet in the soft white border of which there nestled one wee pink flower so dainty and perfect that minnie's absurd little nose was all in a tremble to smell of it the organ had softened into the lowest and tenderest of trembles plenty of friends surrounded minnie faces that she always saw about her somewhat of the strangeness had worn away she looked about her eagerly the minister was certainly not speaking to her short-sighted vision he was nowhere to be seen she spoke in breathless haste lest he might get ready to speak before she finished oh grandma grandma hold down your head quick and let me smell the posy then such a shaking of heads and whispering as followed mamma even gave her a little bit of a shake and put her quite away from my protecting arms and set her down firmly on the seat beside herself she did get one smell though as she was whisked past the beautiful flower she snuffed up her little nose with a noise that even the minister must have heard there was a sudden putting of handkerchiefs to people's mouths and a good deal of unnecessary coughing done the minister for that particular sunday was no other than the little lady's uncle charlie which accounted for her being there herself everybody being so anxious to hear him that we almost could not stay at home to look after midget she settled into absolute quiet and looked up at the pulpit with a face as wise as an owl's so perfect was she that her mamma beguiled into forgetfulness 
relaxed the hold of her little hand and we all gave undivided attention to uncle charlie for the space of five minutes i think that was all that any of us heard of that sermon taking advantage of our trust in her goodness the small sprite slipped suddenly and silently from her seat and in another second had glided past two astonished aunties and was marching solemnly down the aisle mamma looked at grandma the picture of despair and telegraphed her a question to which grandma shook her head the question asked was shall i try to catch her and grandma's eyes and head said no no you know she will squeal like a little indian if you try to perhaps she will be quiet those dreadful squeals shrill as bugles that the naughty little maiden was in the habit of giving over things that did not suit kept us all meekly in our seats using our fans vigorously to keep down the rising blood and waiting for what would come next very softly the slippered feet moved down the carpeted aisle no cat could have done it better now and then she stopped when she saw a familiar face to make a call occasionally she took a seat on some footstool and looked industriously for pictures in a hymn book then slipped out on her travels occasionally she paused in her slow walk and fixed her great wise eyes on the minister every second i expected to hear her ringing voice peal out uncle charlie but no the little lips were puckered into a determined silence and after looking at him steadily for a moment or two she would move quietly on as she neared the pulpit our hearts fairly stopped beating what oh what should we do if she should take a fancy to mount the steps and pay uncle charlie a visit the squeals must be endured in that case and the weak culprit be carried out of church i almost saw her little feet kicking in a frantic attempt to get away but i closed my fan and put up my bible making ready to start at a minute's notice she would go quietly with me if she would with any one but her good genius must have walked beside her just then she paused by the pulpit steps she even put one tiny foot on the first stair but as quickly drew it back and slipped silently across the church to the other side and continued her social visits here and there i hope uncle charlie will never again preach so long a sermon as he did that day at least so long a one as it seemed to me why i thought it must have been hours since she first began to walk softly through that great church i wore my fan out and midget's mamma bit a hole in the corner of hers and grandma mopped her face every two minutes with her handkerchief and unpinned her lace shawl it was not so much what the little morsel did she was quiet enough a mouse would have made more noise but there was all the time the wonderment as to what she would do next at last the sermon was ended uncle charlie sat down and the minister arose and read the closing hymn meantime midget made a call on a solemn old gentleman who looked at her sternly through his glasses when the organ rolled its voice through the church she started and turned around not a familiar face was near her she stood on tiptoe and looked up and down the aisle her mamma gave me a despairing nod and whispered she'll cry now i mean to go for her 
no she won't whispered grandma let her alone i want to see what she will do what she did was to come with swift silent steps up the aisle around the corner seat with a very sober face until she caught a glimpse of uncle charlie in the pulpit then she subsided into her jog-trot again she had discovered a friend just as the minister had reached the amen of the benediction her naughty little feet stepped into grandpa's pew and recognizing in the rustle and bustle and whispering all about her that the hour of silence was over she looked up at mamma with a serene face and said i didn't speak a word not a single word at all did i mamma what a grieved astonished pucker her lips put on as mamma nervously grasped her hand and said speak a word you little midget you might as well have spoken twenty words at home we all sat down with our hats and sacks still on to rest and breathe after the morning's excitement mamma fanned herself with great energy i declare she said i haven't had such a sweat this summer did you ever see anything like it i expected every minute that she would take the preaching into her own hands said uncle charlie i thought she would go and make you a call said grandma she looked it out of her eyes i'm only too thankful that she didn't squeal said i tugging at my glove that was wet and would not come off under all this fire of comment minnie sat on grandpa's lap where she had taken refuge looking with wondering eyes from one to the other and speaking only the one sentence over and over again i didn't speak a word not a word at all did i grandpa not a word said grandpa hugging his darling close to his heart you did the best you knew how and that is what can't be said of everybody they told you you mustn't make speeches and you remembered it next time maybe they will think to teach you that you mustn't take walks meantime see if we all succeeded in doing as well as she did behaving the best we know how dear grandpa there never was a time when he had not a shielding word for those who intended right End of chapter 2